Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is February 14, 2023. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Hope you all have been having a really good day. Um, you know, having some fun, relaxing, enjoying some good weather, uh, and then some. You know, very important to obviously love and give, you know, care and attention to everyone that you can, who you feel is a big part of everything that you do and love as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to kind of dive right back into the NFL. And I know I promised to talk about other things as well, but boy, this is just something that I keep knowing so much about throughout the years. You know, throughout the years, I know so much about the sport, and as I mentioned, even yesterday or so, you know, the NFL season finishes up, but it never is truly over with an off season and free agency, uh, coaching. You know, all those things continue to kind of come up and be in the headlines. And in today's episode, I want to kind of focus on the two teams that finalize their coaching searches. Um, and I want to talk about um, a quarterback uh, that will find himself being uh, sought after to some extent already um, this month. So let's get right into it. The Cardinals and the Colts both made their head coaching decisions. Um, and I got to say, before I get into the names that got the head coaching opportunities, it's just really surprising and really strange to see how Eric Benhinemi Eric Benhinemi who is the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs not get selected once again for a head coaching job uh, it's just appalling how many times Eric Benhinemi's name has come up in coaching searches for the past two to three to four seasons and despite all those things him interviewing and being in consideration for some of these jobs front office and team owners just have not went ahead and made that move and the question is why why is that not happening now the debate and argument always comes up about you want to have the best qualified people to lead the team to be in position to lead the team coach this team in coach teams, and he's had a lot of success with Andy Reid, um, no doubt. And maybe people look at that and think that, you know, all he has because of Eric. I feel like Andy Reid's success, um, people, you know, think that it's all Andy Reid and it's not Eric, you know, Eric Benemy's, um, you know, input in, in anything. He definitely has had a huge role of being able to transform and develop players. I mean, this is somebody who played in the NFL, and that's the thing that people don't get, and these team owners do not get, who made their coaching decisions this year. not saying that, you know, you absolutely have to hire this coach, this, this you know, Eric Benny, but, like, he's somebody who played in the NFL for eight seasons as a running back, I believe. He's coached at the running back spot himself. He got promoted as the offensive coordinator in 2018. 
look what they've done when he's um, been a part of the group and staff. I mean, he's coached Patrick Mahomes, who's been a sensational player and has taken a huge, you know, leap forward from where he started. And for him not to get an opportunity, um, it's just really strange. You just question what more the NFL is going to be able to do at this point to get these minority head coaches, these coordinators, um, you know, more recognition. I mean, the thing to me that is surprising in all of this is that the two coaches ended up getting the remaining two jobs were from the Philadelphia Eagles. That would be Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, who obviously had a big role in the Eagles having one of the best offenses this year, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, uh, who definitely, the Eagles had a historic defensive year, all the way up to, all the way up to obviously, seven where they did not have that great historic defense play well. So the two coordinators got opportunities to be the head coach of these teams. And you think that how, I mean, it, it all came together, right, for these these, um, these coordinators. They obviously, obviously, these candidates also interviewed similarly, like Eric, um, and they got the opportunity and he didn't. And so you just wonder, the NFL has tried to address the Rooney rule. They've tried to make changes to the coaching. Um, consider, you know, coaching cycle, the practices that you have to kind of check in order to get a coach. And I don't know what it is. It, it's really, and obviously I think Shannon Sharp is someone who put it best with his rant on this, is that like owners don't want to do it. They just do not want to make that move. And sure, the NFL has tried, and there's been teams that have have tried to bring in coaches, you know, black coaches, you know, to be there and be successful. Mike Tomlin is obviously someone who has been able to, you know, show excellence throughout his career in Pittsburgh of keeping this team competitive and keeping the team at a winning record. He's been one of the most successful black coaches in the NFL. Um, and the problem that the NFL runs into and the teams run into is that they give some of these coaches are a very short window to win. Um, and if you don't win in that short window, you know, they make changes. And so I feel like he's somebody who Patrick Mahomes has talked about, Andy Reid has talked about. There's been a lot of players talking about Eric Benjamin and what he can do, what he potentially can do if he gets his own team just to be able to call and, and coach certain things and do things that he, he wants to do. And he, and he just isn't getting over that hump. And... I think what this to me kind of indicates as well is that not only are the owners not willing to make the changes, but I think a lot of owners are, are enamored. And this is what, what I truly believe it is. There's a number of factors that go into this probably that other people can list, but I really truly believe that the reason why Eric Minami is not getting the opportunity is one, is that because they, people know that the way that the last few teams that have won the Super Bowls um, in, the, in the recent memory, they had young offensive mind coaches. And Eric Manning is somebody who definitely has coached a lot. He's played a lot in the football years. And he definitely has a lot of experience that he could definitely... But I feel like the, the trajectory is that a lot of these young... Um, a lot of these owners are looking at like 
the short term success that teams are having. They're thinking that they bring in an offensive mind um, that's younger, that has had some experience. If they can put the right number of resources around that coach, that they can do well. Nick Sirianni was someone that definitely got that right because he was surrounded with a lot of different talent. He was hired as a young coach, and he put together obviously a great amount of success. So you look at the two teams that made this decision. There are two teams that are trying to win. They're trying to go young, and they're trying to do things different from what they did previously. And I feel like the league is such that you know NFL owners want to hire younger coaches, coaches that they know that can probably stick around, that they can have a lot of control. And maybe Airbnb has a different way of doing things and talking about his his, his vision and his stuff of things, but. It really feels like it comes down to relationships. It comes down to these teams just prioritizing, like they, they prioritize the input of a lot of different things. And Eric Bieniemy is somebody that I feel like he's way overdue for a head coaching opportunity. He should at least get an opportunity to be a head coach. And just looking at his situation, I mean, is he going to interview for other spots? As you know, for the coordinator position, I don't really know. He's had a lot of success with Patrick Mahomes. I feel like his best opportunity at this point, considering how things are going from every coach cycle, is really just to be there on, be there in Kansas City under Andy Reid. Maybe if Andy Reid were to retire, maybe he can take over that job in, in Kansas City. Maybe that's potentially a possibility. But it just really feels like a lot of NFL teams, a lot of team owners. They, you know, they are trying to obviously follow these rule changes and these practices, but they are still going back to hiring somebody that they they know or they had a relationship with or someone who they think has a lot of group football knowledge and experience. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know everything about Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. Um, these were two coaches that I feel like they got the opportunity... Um, with a small sample size, they got this. The, you know, they got the double with a small sample size, and I think for some teams, some coaches, they really are just looking at like a few things. They're not taking into consideration all the different things. Um, players have a lot of respect for Eric Bieniemy. Um, you've seen how players have talked about about him in recent years. Um, so he is someone who can definitely. We know the locker room can do a lot of different things, but for some reason, one way or another, as reasons I have mentioned, teams are just not going that direction. They're not looking to, to go that route. They feel like they can bring in somebody younger, someone that they, they can probably uh, do a number of things. And maybe Eric may be somebody that, you know, has a certain way of doing things. And he's, the, you know, he's... He's definitely had a lot of success in terms of what he's been able to do. And he's played the game as well. So there's no question in mind he should be a head coach. Um, I think that the fact is that, you know, you have two franchises. You have a lot of teams that just really are prioritizing teams who have success. It feels like any year that two teams have a, you know, a, you know, a successful season, those jobs, those, those, play, those coaches are giving a lot more attention. And it's about the result business, and I feel like if they, if, if, if owners see something that 
look shiny and, and good to them, they will go with that. I feel like in this case, there were a lot of coaches. Um, sorry, there were a lot of teams in this coaching cycle that just really uh, went after what they they thought was going to be a quick fix or be a, a solution for the long term. Maybe they they don't view Eric Bieniemy as somebody who's going to be able to coach. And age definitely has a role, uh, has a factor into it as well. Um, but you have to give all the candidates to you know, you know, different considerations. I mean, you just look at it. You know, you got to give uh, the coaching. The, the whole like process is is a lot more complex and comprehensive. And so, I think that in Eric Bieniemy's case, he definitely had a lot of interviews, a lot of processes, and. I think the only way that this can change for Eric Bieniemy is for players to really to have, you know, to have more input and more say. I honestly think that the NFL Players Association, um, you know, there's some. I mean, I don't know if they can really do anything or not in this case, but I feel like the NFL Players Association. I think the players themselves, um, and I think that some of these assistant GMs that are kind of up up and coming on these teams. Uh, I think those are the, those are the people that you you they that they can you know you can, you can, can look to and say that there's got to be some change there you know there's got to be a few changes there um, you know if you want things to change and results to happen you gotta have um, you gotta have some of those things happen so you feel bad for every enemy because you felt like you know another Super Bowl right run and he was definitely somebody who took. You know, Whoopi Andy Reid a lot this year, and they had a lot of success together in terms of putting together like a really good team. And then he was not, you know, and no doubt this is also another factor as well. A lot of coaches, a lot of teams want to kind of finalize their head coaching hires before the Super Bowl. Um, and Eric Benhimi has been coaching obviously in the playoffs long. Um, and, you know, that also has come to kind of play a role as well um, so whatever it is I'm sure a lot of people have made their you know, talks and opinions about this I feel like he deserves to be a head coach um, you know but I feel like at, at, at this point the best thing for him is to really to kind of be on Kansas City be on this team um, and maybe who knows he might get an opportunity to kind of take over Andy Reid's shoes um, possibly and that could really be well about you know, that could really bode well for Patrick Mahomes, possibly, uh, maybe down the road and in, in, in later on to, in, into his career. So let me make now transition after spending a good amount of time on that. Let me talk about the actual coaching hires and what it means for these football teams. Um, so let's start with Jonathan Gannon, uh, who was hired as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Um, Jonathan Gannon obviously interviewed for the position a, a few times. Uh, throughout the process, and Jonathan Gannon comes in uh, into Arizona. Uh, definitely a more of an experienced coach than Cliff Kingsbury was. Um, he's definitely a defensive coach, uh, which definitely is going to be something the Cardinals do need. Uh, they have a you know a young group of players, and you know Buda Baker and I think Isaiah Simmons uh, that are pretty good. Uh, so definitely, there is some room to work with on that defense for Jonathan Gannon. But 
Warren Portland, Jonathan Gannon is coming in, trying to clean up a, a season in which the Cardinals struggled a lot uh, in terms of you know, replicating their success they had a year ago, making the playoffs. Kyler Murray's injury, the ACL, is definitely going to be something to watch uh, because, you know, he's going to obviously try to rehab and try to make, make it back uh, for opening day. And so, Jonathan Gannon comes into a situation where he's going to have a, have a lot to work with. And to, uh, so, he's going to have very little to work with, I think, at the beginning of uh, training camp. But for him, I think uh, it's an opportunity that he can definitely do some things much better than Cliff Kingsbury did. The key is, you know, can he find a way to coach this team, you know, hard from start to finish all year long? Uh, the Cardinals have been a team that's started fast a number of years. They've declined then towards the second half of the season with the injuries, with lackluster play. So the preparation, the attitude, I think, has to be something that Jonathan Gannon has to fix for the Arizona Cardinals. They're competing, obviously, in the division with Kyle Shanahan, right? The 49ers. You've got Geno Smith and Pete Carroll, you know, uh, there in Seattle. You know, you have the Los Angeles Rams, who McVay will be back. There will be a new staff. You know, Matthew Stafford hopefully will be healthy. So, Jonathan Gannon is going to be in a division that he's definitely got his defensive acumen is going to be tested a lot, I would say, uh, against the division itself. But he's got to find a way to get the... the Carl doesn't have to find a way to get better. They have to find a way to be better as a team. They have to be coached a certain way. They have to be held to a certain way. And he's going to have a big opportunity to do so. He's had experience, obviously, you know, and coaching and to some aspect uh, defensively throughout the years. He's somebody who's definitely worked a lot. And he obviously led an Eagles defense. That was, that was historic in a lot of different ways this year. So he's got to bring over that flavor to this defense that has struggled in past protect in the past in situations. Then you gotta find a healthy mix of pass rushers to do some good things. And so I mean, do I like this move entirely for the Cardinals? I mean, it's still to me a wait and see because I felt like they could have went with another you know, they come up with more of an experienced head coach. You know, someone who obviously can work with Kyler Murray is the biggest player on this team. He is the one that's given given the contract. He's got everything kind of on him. And so, for Kyler Murray's development and his to go to the next level, I felt like you need a, a need an offensive coach, someone who's going to hold him accountable and coach him really well because there were a lot of things said. I think that he, he wasn't held accountable by Cliff Kingsbury. Um, so from that standpoint, I don't know uh, what, what will change with Jonathan Gannon being there. Maybe Kyle Murray will be a little more focused, a little more tested. Um, but his development and his success, him being healthy, is a big part, I think, of Jonathan Gannon's. I think the first big job for Jonathan Gannon is really to address that, that offensive line, that offensive team. Uh, you got to get better role players. you got to be able to find a good coach or so that can come with you into Arizona and make things happen because they are a team that is definitely at a crossroads. You know, there's not t- totally entire out of the question uh, that the Cardinals could possibly look for another quarterback in the next few years. 
they may have to because they need results. They need things to happen. And Kyler Murray, um, he had some success, but we haven't seen him yet win a playoff game. You know, we've, we've, we've seen other quarterbacks do that now, right? And Jalen Hurts and, and Trevor Lawrence, right? And Justin Herbert is still obviously looking for that first one. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, the expectations are, are high. And they've had a bunch of coaching changes in the last few years. they got a new GM now that can possibly do some things, possibly. So you're looking at Jonathan Gann, looking at this new GM. This pairing is going to be huge. They're going to have to find ways to surround Kyler Murray with better talent, with a better team. And defensively, they have to find ways to compete and be better on the back end. And so that's going to be a lot of things to address for Jonathan Gannon. But it's an opportunity that he definitely, obviously he's staying within the conference. So that's a plus side for him. Um, but we're going to see now what kind of moves he puts together for his staff. Uh, because the Cardinals are in for a crucial year. And Kyler Murray could be in for a year in which if he doesn't get it done, he doesn't find a way to get back to the postseason. I would not be surprised if the Cardinals start, look, start looking for another quarterback um, in the following season. Now, the Indianapolis Colts went ahead and they hired Stane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator, uh, who obviously had a big role in Jalen Hurts having a successful season. Stane Steichen is somebody who has definitely coached a lot of football inside the ball. He's obviously been under a you know, number of Positions the Colts. I th- I feel like he's going um, he's going back to the Colts. I feel like I don't know. He may have started his career there, or he was a coordinator there. I'm not sure. Um, but Stan Stitch is somebody who is a young head coach, very similar to what you know Sean McVay and Zach Taylor were early in their careers. And so Stan Stitch takes over a Colts team that is looking to address that quarterback position, and they may have to finally address that because they haven't had that, that quarterback answer since Andrew Luck retired, you know. And since Carson Wentz was let go, you know, a year or so back, uh, the Matt Ryan experiment failed in Indianapolis, unfortunately. Uh, you didn't see the Colts have the type of season that they hoped to have. You saw the young t- pieces with potential with Taylor and Michael Pittman um, and Shaq Leonard. They played well, but they also got hurt. They didn't see the field a whole lot as well. So the Colts didn't have the best of season. You know, they got passed over by the Tennessee Titans, by the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know. And so uh, the Colts are in for a, a huge offseason. And Stane Steichen brings over a lot of success he had in Philadelphia with, you know, having a quarterback like the Jalen Hurts and being able to play call certain things and be able to attack certain things a certain way. So now in Indianapolis, Stane Steichen gets an opportunity to pick his own quarterback, possibly, uh, to build his own team. And the key for Stane Steichen really is to be able to find a way to get that quarterback situation resolved. Now, whether they go the veteran quarterback route, whether they go the young quarterback route, he's going to have a big role in that. And so I think Jim Irsay, obviously... Consider a lot of a lot of candidates. I think Jeff Saturday would have been a good coach as well if he had been given more time and more resources. Um, but Stane Steichen, obviously from that Philadelphia tree, um, being able to have, uh, have success working with quarterbacks over the years 
Uh, he could definitely step in and do a lot of good things for the Colts. They're going to need their offense to be better than it was last year. Um, they've got to revamp that wide receiving corp a little bit. The offensive line did take a, take a few hits uh, to their positions. Um, so, you know, he comes into a situation where, you know, he's, he's going to be in the AFC competing in a division that likely is not going to be as difficult as the NFC East and the NFC Conference itself. And so he's coming to an opportunity where he could do some good things. Uh, definitely that quarterback decision will be a big thing for him to address. Uh, but you want to see this Colts team respond, stay in sight. You want to see him come in there and establish a culture and a vibe. You know, that vibe wasn't, at the, uh, you know, at his best with you know, Frank Reich there after the later portion. So the veteran players are going to have to buy in. Uh, the just young players are going to have to buy in overall. But for the Colts, I think it's a decent move. I think it's a move that they uh, made uh, after a lot of consideration. They also interviewed a lot of different candidates, uh, including the Bengals defense coordinator as well. Um, but Stan Station definitely, Stan Station, Jonathan Gannon, I mean, they both, um, they had some success, you know, Philadelphia last year. They're going to a new environment. Um, I think for Stan Station, the pressure may not be on him as much probably year one because they don't have a quarterback yet to kind of, you know, evaluate him yet. Obviously, he just got the job and taking over a team that is definitely going to have some talent to work with. Um, so, you know, Stan Station may not get too much of a uh, thing, but he is definitely somebody that's going to have to produce results, and Jim Mercy definitely is going to have to find a way to get it done with him. Um, and that's going to come down to, you know, can Jim Mercy kind of keep, you know, can he keep things the way they are? Because, you know, this is, you know, once again, this is somebody else from Philadelphia. They're, they're hiring, right? Carson Wentz was a hit and miss. Right for Jim Irsay, and then you you know Frank Reich was brought over from from Philadelphia as well. So the Colts have always liked the Philadelphia Eagles for some reason. Who's their their candidates there? And I think hopefully Saint Section is somebody that for the Colts kind of sticks around longer and kind of get this team back to playing good good winning football. They have some good talent there, have some good talent there, but they have to find a way to produce. Um, and it's going to come down to. Um, I think Stan Station being able to kind of, you know, revamp this Colts team and get their offense back uh, on a better, you know, a better, better spot than they were, um, you know, when they had some playoff success, you know, a few years back or so. So now that brings me to talking about the quarterback news. And the only one that I've heard of so far is that Derek Carr um, has been released. I believe by the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Derek Carr is obviously um, is now a free agent for the first time in his career. Obviously, well after the season, we knew this was coming for the, for the Raiders. They were going to move in a different direction. Um, and now Derek Carr now gets an opportunity to go wherever he wants to go. And there definitely will be teams kind of going after him. Look at the Raiders. I don't really know what direction they're going in. I don't know if they even have a plan at this point because Derek Carr was someone that definitely played solid football. Yes, he came up short in a lot of different moments uh, in his career, 
in Las Vegas, but you know he played. He played a lot of games. Uh, you know he led comebacks. He led a lot of different teams to success. But you know just not having that playoff success as much definitely you know hurt this team. Leadership change, you know, also was a big thing as well. I mean, there's been a lot of different question marks with the Raiders. Their defense, their offense. You know, they trade for Devontae Adams to reunite him with Derek Carr, and that didn't work out. And now Devontae Adams is going to be there in Las Vegas. You know, they've got a brand-new stadium. I mean, the Raiders have so many question marks. They have questions answered on their defense and their offense. And now they have a quarterback, quarterback question now, you know, all of a sudden. And so for Derek Carr, he gets out of a situation in which he definitely wasn't going anywhere. Definitely the division itself has become so competitive with Herbert, with Mahomes, you know, and now, you know, Russell Wilson. So maybe Derek Carr getting out of the situation was the best thing for him. Um, you know, now he goes into a situation where he can pick his own team and the teams that do go after him, I think will be, you know, I, th- I think Washington will be in the, you know, be in the mix. The Saints will be in the mix. Um, the Jets will probably be in that conversation as well. Um, and there could be a few other teams that may be interested in his services, like Tampa Bay, possibly. So Derek Carr is going to have a lot, a lot of suitors out there. Um, his body of work throughout the years has been really interesting. He can definitely sling the football. He can play good football, but it's about those winning moments, those key different moments. And so all these teams that are going to be vying for his services and trying to get him, one, can he... You know, live up to the, you know, live up to his, his, you know, playing that way, playing. Can, can he be that answer to, to a team's, you know, quarterback dilemma? You know, can he step in and have success um, with a new coaching staff, a new team, a you know, new direction? There's a lot of question marks that have to be answered, but he's shown a good body of work where he can be a starting NFL quarterback. He can play in a variety of ways. And so I think. Importantly for Derek Carr, that wherever he does go, uh, he's definitely going to have to find ways to you know, deliver in those moments. He's definitely going to have to show something, you know, sooner rather than later. You know, he definitely led the Raiders to a playoff appearance last year. You know, they, you know, got in and they obviously, you know, came up short. Um, so I feel like Derek Carr, this, whichever team he chooses next, could potentially be his next team for the rest of his career uh, maybe that could be the case and I think he's going to have to find ways to look at the situation he has in front of him and, and go for it I mean the teams that I do think have a, have a good shot of getting him if I had to pick a few teams that jump out I think if you want to go kind of ranking wise um, I think Tampa would be a great spot for him you know to go there in the NFC South where they don't, you know, that, that division itself isn't the strongest. You know, he could go there potentially and have success with Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's a really good spot. Um, I think the Saints in the same division as well um, could be a landing spot for him. They got, you know, Kamara and Olave and a few weapons there, and they got a defense that could be better. Um, I think the Jets come to mind as well. Although they might, might be going for Aaron Rodgers, he could be a potentially good fit in New York. Maybe they give he, he gives them something to, you know, 
that kind of boost that they need just from an offensive standpoint of view. Uh, those are the three teams that kind of jump out to me that could be in front of the service. I think Washington, at the worst case scenario, if it comes down to it, he could end up there as well. Um, but it's going to be fascinating to watch because he's he may be the first quarterback that potentially gets signed somewhere. Um, other quarterbacks may follow, right, with the ones that are out there. So definitely fascinating. But Derek Carr has an opportunity where... You know, he's definitely, I think if, if I'm him, I'm trying to find a team that he can contend with, get back to the playoffs with, and try to win that elusive playoff game that he hasn't been able to win. Uh, because that would be important for him, uh, for his career. And, you know, he's had a nice career of stats, but no doubt people have talked about him you know, not being that elite quarterback yet and not being able to have that success. You know, Stafford obviously took a while to kind of get it, you know, break through a little bit. Uh, I think that Derek Carr is in the same boat. He definitely has to find me to deliver and be that quarterback uh, in the next few years. The way the league is trending, the young quarterbacks that are up and coming, and Allen and Burrow and Lawrence and Herbert, I mean, he is one of those veteran quarterbacks that you feel like can definitely get it done, definitely wants to be competing with those guys uh, in some way, one way or another. So we're going to find out you know, what he ends up doing. Definitely, he's gonna take his visits um, across the you know, across the league, and you know it comes down to um, you know can he find the best fit for himself? You know, can he make that that that, that transition? Uh, and with a new coaching staff and new you know teammates around him, you know, can he thrive in that culture? Can he be the answer to a team that has Super Bowl aspirations uh, for the twenty twenty three? for a season.